Hello, friend. Mike McCurry here, the host of the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you for making this program part of your day today. We're speaking about ingredients of a good Christian. Now, let me back up and give you the reason why. You may be asking, Brother Micah, this is the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast, right? And I I know that uh, many people listen to this from across the world. It plays on over 100 different radio stations. I know you're talking to a wide swath of people, but why is it that you're not focused today just on evangelism or, or using gospel tracks? Why is it that you're talking about ingredients of a good Christian well, I can tell you very simply, because good Christians are far more likely to use gospel tracks. Let me encourage you to be more Christ-like. Let me encourage you to listen with a soft heart and open ears to what God has for us today. Because I know for me, the better my fellowship is with God Almighty the more likely I am to tell other people about him. That's why we're talking about ingredients of a good Christian. Let's grab our Bibles here. Let's see, where will we begin today? Aha, the book of Exodus chapter 12. That's where we will begin before we dive into just a little bit of context, quick review, and the Bible study today. Let me encourage you in about 60 seconds here to come to our grand opening at our brand new Bible Tracks Incorporated building October 1st. That's a Saturday. Of course, my predecessor, the former host of this broadcast and director of BTI, Pastor Mark Smith, he will be with us. We will be recording. You can be a part of the audience. We will be recording some episodes of Bible Tract Echoes right there on Saturday, October 1st, Lord willing, and the church don't rise. I'm looking forward to it. Free food, fun, fellowship. We'll have a great time. I'm already hearing from people telling me I'm planning on coming. Some big church groups, people coming in by themselves, a few folks grabbing their friends. We're in a carpool over there. We'd love to see you there Saturday, October 1st. If you have questions, the announcer at the conclusion of the program will tell you all about how you can contact us. We're in the book of Exodus, chapter number 12. We've talked about ingredients of a good Christian. We've talked about the willingness to agree with what God says in the Bible. The willingness to make adjustments based off what God says in the Bible. That's where we are right now. The amen and then the altar. We've noticed that the altar, it's a place to start. The altar requires sacrifice. The altar is sanctified. The altar is not a sacrament. And today we talk about the altar as a place of substitution. Exodus chapter 12 and verse number five. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening, and they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. Now, pause for a moment. We say, that sounds gory. That sounds bloody. That sounds violent. Friend, can I tell you, if we were to get our just desserts for our sin, for the way that we live our lives, if we were to get what we deserve, friend, it would be all of that and even more. But thankfully, 
in the Old Testament, of course, that lamb that was sacrificed, the rams, the 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 uh, the uh, uh, turtle doves, the pigeons, all of these things, they were pictures of a sacrifice that was made some 2,000 years ago by our glorious Savior, Jesus Christ. He offered what could be called, it's a long word, a vicarious death. What does that mean? Vicarious means he died in our place, substitutionary. He died for us. John 18, verse number 28, Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. This is, this is part of the crucifixion story here. Jesus Christ, he was led into the judgment hall, but then, he, as well, he was whipped. He was beaten. He, was, he had a crown of thorns pressed into his brow. And these weren't just little rose thorns. These were massive thorns. He was hung to die on a cross for you and for me. And I say again, for you and for me, he died. And of course, we know he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. But can I tell you, friend, he did die. He died a vicarious death, a substitutionary death. He died for you and for me. The final sacrifice that was needed, the veil rent to the Holy of Holies, because no sacrifice was needed anymore. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe, the song says. Praise God. But can I tell you, though we don't need to offer sacrifices for salvation in this day and age, there is an altar, an altar of our heart, a place of adjustment where we can bring ourselves more in tune, not for a works-based salvation, not so we can gain entrance to heaven. Understand, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 puts that to bed. This salvation is a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. That is very clear. But can I tell you, friend, there is still an altar of substitution. Remember Genesis chapter 22, verse number 7? I hope, you're not, I hope you're okay with the amount of Bible we have going today. Genesis 22 and verse 7. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Isaac said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Isaac said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. What happened? Genesis twenty two thirteen, And Abraham lifted up his eyes. This is immediately after he had the knife raised. He was about to, at God's behest, at God's command, by faith, he was going to kill his son because God told him. So you, so you say, that sounds crazy. God told him to, and he was obedient. But an angel of the Lord said, Abraham, hold up a moment. Wait a second. Stop. Look. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and, and looked and beheld behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. You want to talk about allegory? You want to talk about the beautiful picture that Christ, that God paints through this amazing book, the Bible? Well, friend, that story is phenomenal to think of the fact that it could have been that as Abraham and Isaac came up this side of the mount, from the other side there is a ram coming up to meet them. But Abraham didn't even know it. 
he told his son Isaac, God will provide himself. God will provide himself a lamb. Oh my, think about that. The altar is a place of substitution. God's altar next, as we talk about the ingredients of a good Christian. God's altar, the place of adjustment, must be solitary. What do you mean by that? Does that mean you have to go there all by yourself? Not necessarily. What I'm saying is this. If you don't knock down the world's altars, then yours will be useless. I think of many characters of the Bible. I think of some kings of Israel and Judah that did not knock down, that that did not destroy the high places, that did not reduce the groves to, to dust, that did not knock down the altars of the world, and they tried to have God's worship in tune with man's version. Of worship. Friend, that doesn't work. Our God, the Bible says, is a jealous God, and he's worth being jealous about. We should serve him and him alone. If you don't knock down the wicked and the sinful altars of your heart, your spiritual altars will be useless. We try to come in on Sunday to church and say, God, I'm building an altar for you. I'll live the way you want me to live. Whereas God knows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, We have six other altars that we worship at. We have altars of our own making that we love. And God doesn't take kindly to this kind of on again, off again. He doesn't share custody of his children. I understand in this time frame we live in with the amount of broken homes we have, it's such a sad thing. And if you are the product of a broken home, understand this. God loves you, that God is your father. And regardless of your parentage, regardless of your life circumstance, realize this. If you are a single parent and you're sharing custody of a child, realize that God can bless your investment for the cause of Christ, for the cause of raising those children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He will bless that. But can I tell you this, friend, very bluntly, God doesn't share custody of his children. You you can't decide to use the world's altar and, and God's altar. There is no and. It's an or situation. Think about it. Have you ever tried to stand in and out of an elevator at the same time? How does that work for you? The doors try to close and doop and they open again dupe and they open again dupe and they open again right you got one foot in and one foot out you're not going anywhere friend god wants you to jump on the elevator and go to the top floor where he is but we want to hold on to our likes we want to hold on to our pet sins you cannot decide to offer sinful sacrifices on your personal altars and then turn around and try to use god's altar as well. What happened to Eli's sons? Oh, they offered some strange offerings, didn't they? I think of uh, some of the high priests back in Aaron's time that offered strange fire. What did God do? You better be very careful about messing with God's altar because his altar is solitary. Exodus chapter 34 verse 13. This is a command of God. Exodus 34 13. But ye shall destroy their altars and break their images, and cut down their groves. For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. We just talked about that, friend. 
The altar is a place of substitution. God's altar must be solitary. I'm looking forward to tomorrow because we're going to talk about, we're going to turn things towards a little bit of a lighter note, a praiseworthy note, because God's altar, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but God's altar is a place of song. I'm so glad for that. I'm so glad that God allows us to praise him, praise him, all you little children. I'm excited about the continuation and the culmination of this week of broadcasts. We're getting very close. We're at the midway, midway point. Join us tomorrow right here on the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. Regardless of where you're listening from, thank you so very much. I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.